0: 5. Metamorphosis of the Copying Clerk The watchman, whom we have certainly not forgotten, thought meanwhile of the galoshes he had found and taken with him to the hospital. He now went to fetch them, and as neither the lieutenant nor anybody else in the street claimed them as his property, they were delivered over to the police office. Footnote. As on the continent, in all law and police practices, nothing is verbal, but any circumstance, however trifling, is reduced to writing. The labor, as well as the number of papers that thus accumulate, is enormous. In a police office, consequently, we find copying clerks among many other scribes of various denominations, of which, it seems, our hero was one. End of footnote. Why, I declare, the shoes look just like my own, said one of the clerks, eyeing the newly found treasure, whose hidden powers even he, sharp as he was, was not able to discover. "'One must have more than the eye of a shoemaker to know one pair from the other,' said he, soliloquizing, and putting, at the same time, the colloshes in search of an owner beside his own in the corner. "'Here, sir,' said one of the men, who, panting, brought him a tremendous pile of papers. The copying clerk turned round and spoke a while with the man about the reports and legal documents in question, but when he had finished, and his eye fell again on the shoes, he was unable to say whether those to the left or those to the right belonged to him.' At all events, it must be those which are wet, thought he, but this time, in spite of his cleverness, he guessed quite wrong, for it was just those of fortune which played as it were into his hands, or, rather, on his feet. And why, I should like to know, are the police never to be wrong? So he put them on quickly, stuck his papers in his pocket, and took besides a few under his arm, intending to look them through at home to make the necessary notes. It was noon, and the weather, that had threatened to rain, began to clear up, while gaily-dressed holiday folks filled the streets. A little trip to Fredericksburg would do me no great harm, thought he, for I, poor beast of burden that I am, have so much to annoy me that I don't know what a good appetite is. Tis a bitter crust, alas, at which I am condemned to gnaw. Nobody could be more steady or quiet than this young man. We therefore wish him joy of the excursion with all our heart, and it will certainly be beneficial for a person who leads so sedentary a life. In the park he met a friend one of our young poets, who told him that the following day he should set out on his long-intended tour. "'So you are going away again,' said the clerk. "'You are a very free and happy being. "'We others are chained by the leg and held fast to our desk.'